It is the dead week between the preseason and the regular season, Lauren. So there is no Bryce to talk about. Where would you and Panthers fans like to begin this week? <laughs> he oh, said I'm not English. sure. Did something happen that uh, was Panthers related that Panthers fans might have enjoyed? Now, I don't huh. recall anything over the weekend itself. Mm-hmm. Was there something else I missed? Oh, yeah. That real fun game. <laughs> was it Friday night? I'm pretty sure it was Friday night. It was Thursday night, right? Oh, was it Thursday? Yeah. I don't know. My yeah, days Fox are all has this deal now. now where they will put on a really garbage Big Ten game on the Thursday night, the Redundant. first Thursday night of the college football season. No, agreed totally. <laughs> Remember last year it was Penn State and Purdue. Whoa. <laughs> and they try that could and have sell a warning you. label. Yes. And they try and sell you, oh, Big Ten football is back, baby. I, I, I actually think it's usually counterintuitive because, like, yesterday, the only game in the, at noon was Rutgers Northwestern. Oh and I was God. like, I feel like I'd be violating the Geneva Convention against myself. So do you have uh, if I watched it. Do you have direct TV by any chance? I sure do, Dimitri. <laughs> I sure do. So how great was it that and we'll yes. get to we'll get to Matt Rule in just a second. Oh. But how great was it that direct TV saved us from ourselves and our addiction of wanting to watch Rutgers and Northwestern on Sunday afternoon? Yeah. Thank I'm, you for that standoff with the uh, with next star although i have paramount plus uh-huh so oh, I, so you gave in well i never did no i didn't oh, turn that game on what, what do i look like <laughs> i mean you look very similar to I me am, like i mean just i am a football. college football sicko yeah i i yes but even that i was like why why when i could just do <laughs> anything else and i just had a great football day yesterday why right why would i okay well good uncleanse my palate with that disgusting good you are talking to someone who on friday took a nap at five o'clock so he could stay up for all of hawaii and stanford I get it. Uh, on Friday night. I do feel like if I, I feel like uh, if I had watched that game, it would have only been because it was mutually gross. Sure. But it wasn't. It was just sad for one team. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to Thursday night. Matt Rule and the <laughs> fighting Cornhuskers. Huh. Boy, so <laughs> did they play Matt Rule football or did they play Cornhusker football? Were they OOU? <laughs> would was... Matt Rule say they were OOU? It was um, it was gross. It was gross. And like Florida, Utah <laughs> was bad, but yeah. it was at least not like the only reason no, I watched see, any of Nebraska, Minnesota was because Florida and Utah was over. Nebraska, and Minnesota were playing the only type of Big Ten football that I will watch um, <laughs> that doesn't involve Ohio State, uh -huh. which is the type that's so bad. It's good. Right. That's that's my stuff right there. It's like, oh, my gosh, these offenses, <laughs> are they serious right now? So the final was 13 to 10 Minnesota who won it, I think, on a game ending field goal. But let me tell you what. OK, because here's the thing. I was watching that game, uh, obviously, yeah. and I watched most of it, almost all of it. Nay. Wow. You're Just a strong, strong woman. So oh, I, but you know what? As the game went on, my enjoyment only increased <laughs> when anything Matt Rooley would happen including having a paltry, bad offense. Yeah. Um, but I was enjoying it more and more. But I will say this. I am a sleepy person. Mm -hmm. I do, I'm still dealing with long COVID. And so I, I nodded off with about six minutes to go or so. But I will tell you, everyone thought Nebraska had that game well in hand. They actually kind of were dominating the second half, even if not on the scoreboard. Also familiar to Panthers fans. Right. 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 Am I right, people? Uh, but I'm like, they're going to win. Like, you know, Minnesota yeah. can't do anything against them. They're doing enough offensively. Like, it's whatever. I missed the last 238 people. 
<laughs> with Minnesota facing a fourth and 10 and Nebraska up by a score and seemingly about to get the ball back. No, 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 no. They would keep our fun going. It was not long after Minnesota had that absurd touchdown pass, yeah. which by the way was preceded by a pass that would have been another absurd touchdown. Had he not been completely out of bounds when he made the catch, yes. like yes. only that rule. Could that happen to on two out of three plays? Right. And, Honestly, like it was just insane. And then not long after, I believe, is when he had uh, Jeff Sims. Yep. Formerly of Georgia Tech. Not the best passer. We all know that. <laughs> not, At least I thought we did. Not the best passer from not the most renowned passing program. Correct. And Matt Rule has him or, or the offensive coordinator or whatever. But they're basically the same person. Sure. He's been with Matt Rule for seven years now, willingly, which also makes me question his decision-making <laughs> and his ability to evaluate things, but whatever. Sure. He has them throw over the middle in a game where it's tied. <laughs> Jeff Sims into yeah. traffic. I. Why? Why though? Yeah. I, I mean, look, I come away from that game. All right, so I, not being the diehard Panthers fan, I don't have the deep hate for Matt Rule that you do. I will say I have always found it curious that we have deemed this guy a genius when his best work was at programs with zero expectations. Right. Right, like uh, uh, Baylor coming off look, of the Bryle scandal and then Temple coming off of Steve Adasio. Credit, credit to what he did for that. It was literally the only reason I sure. had any optimism whatsoever sure. about him coming in. I was very skeptical initially. But, you know, all right, so was it... Um, Oh man, I was it Marty Herney that hired him for the Panthers? I, no, I don't think so. Okay, whoever it was that hired him. It was him. basically David Tepper, yeah. if we're being honest. Okay. So no, we can just call it David Tepper. That's fair. Whoever he trotted out there to explain that hire at the he time. Fired, he he fell for his used car salesman corporate mumbo-jumbo shtick. And this is the thing. Whoever it was, and I wish I could remember who the GM was at the time, made the argument that really, if you think about it, a guy like Matt Rule, who, sure, he doesn't have a national championship, and sure, he only has one 10-win season, but when you see what he did at Baylor, isn't that, and I remember this because of the name he invoked, isn't that more impressive in, what year was that, 14, 15? Yeah, something like that. Isn't that more impressive than the job Nick Saban did this year at Alabama? It's like, get the fuck out of here. What? Yes, <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I apologize for the salty language, but it 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 cut me to it does my sound core. Like something Marty Herney might have said. Right. However, I'm not. I'm just not 100 percent. No, I, I don't know. Fitterer was in by then. Yeah. I mean the the second coming of Herney was so, yeah, like there and gone. All right. Yeah, I, very I, much so. I, no. I, I I I yeah. For me, here was my issue. Yeah. So yes, you can point to that success, and and that's fair. I will hear that. I think he is decent around defense as well. Like nothing, no knock on that. The Panthers defense more often than not was okay or pretty solid. I mean, it was horrible at times, but that sure. wasn't always his fault. However, offense is like, he treats it like as if something, it's like a strange substance he's never seen before and, and he doesn't know how to handle it. And so I'm glad you bring that up because next week, and we were just in here with Joe Obvious <laughs> before he walked out. Okay, you both say that you cannot wait to see that game because it could be a bloodbath. It could. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've been around college football long enough now to know that week one, it's, sure. it's not the harbinger, harbinger of everything that we think it is at All the right, time. Let me make my point on this clear because Colorado was impressive. 
They were. They they at you, I mean, yeah. If you are arguing you expected them to do that, I don't believe you. Yeah, right? no, no, 100% not. On, on offense, yeah, there's no way we could have thought that would happen. That game, when Nebraska has the ball, is going to be a mess because Colorado cannot stop anybody. So, and I'm not positive Nebraska knows that the goal is to get to the end zone. Well, see, that's my thing. And that's what makes it so compelling to me is like we we saw that, Florida, that, that uh, Colorado is not very good on defense. Yeah. So in theory, Matt Rule's offense should find more success, <laughs> but it's there. Like that's the thing. He, when he is around offense, he doesn't know what. Like he, they consistently don't score enough points. Yeah. That happened with the Panthers. That happens with Nebraska. He doesn't seem to have, or his offensive coordinator, whatever. It's still his responsibility. He doesn't seem to have a feel for what needs to happen at which points in the game. You know, he's bad with clock management down the stretch, especially. And all of those things showed back up again. Yeah, and it was like. And he was six and 17. Yeah. Six and 17 as the Panthers head coach in close games. You are Nebraska. You are cursed. You should be performing an exorcism <laughs> in your stadium already. And you bring in a dude who was demonstrably clownish right down the stretch in close games was very bad for his football team down the stretch in close games. And you thought what? Well, that was the NFL. Okay. Why? Why? So here's another thing that struck me as like, Oh, this is just who Matt Rule is, yes. and, and you and you hit on it earlier. Um, we're in the transfer portal era of quarterbacks. Like I, I think good quarterbacks will listen if a power program is talking to them, no matter what the power program is. And Jeff Sims going is after Jeff Sims is like old fashioned thinking, yeah. in my opinion. And I don't, I don't totally dislike Jeff Sims. I think at a smaller program he could have some sure. success, or like at a program where they're better able to use his skills, but. This doesn't seem to be I mean, that program. Look, I don't think it if is. If you're going to have him throw passes like that late in a game, then you don't understand who you have. Exactly. So I was going to say, I don't think this is an insult to Jeff Sims. I think this is more yes. of an insult to um, really just the way he has been handled by his coaches. Like, it is not an insult to say this is just not a power five quarterback. And that's the thing. That's who I'm blaming in this scenario yeah. because you don't have your quarterback throw a pass like that in right. that situation. Only thing that can happen is that is likeliest to happen is bad. <laughs> the only outcomes are like the likeliest are all bad. Look, I'm not, I, I'm not taking any blame away from Matt rule because I want, you all that are diehard Panthers fans to get to live in the absurdity and I, the embarrassment of that game. I'm not even, I'm not embarrassed by the schadenfreude. I felt. Yeah, no, I, no, you shouldn't be straight into my veins, people. You I don't care. Be. And that's what I'm saying. I'm I don't pity. want to take that away from you, but I'm not positive. That was all on Matt rule. I'm just not like, that's just a, that's a program that since Tom Osborne retired, and again, I would say this about Florida state since the one dude that proved he could be competent there is gone. What like maybe you were just a one dude program? Maybe you're not a classic program. Maybe you just had right. one great dude. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. To me, it's like Iowa football deciding. You know what? We need to go in a whole new direction offensively, and then hiring like Brian Steinspring. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like why? Like if you as a college football fan would go, "Hey, good idea." Yeah. Okay, maybe, but most of us would go, "Why?" Yeah. It just, it's like, and that's how I felt about Nebraska hiring Matt rule. Yes, you're right. They do seem to be like, yes, maybe they were just the one guy, but they do seem to be a bit cursed because statistically what they've done is very difficult to do. It's um, to lose as many close games as they have. No, that's fair. And listen, when, when Auburn was looking for a coach, don't think there wasn't a part of me that thought, oh, Matt rule would be really good. But you imagine know? like you have the worst luck in the universe, like really good for Alabama fans. 
at it, Auburn. I mean. You have the worst luck in the universe. And you're just like, how do I find luck again? And you just like, you're like, you know what? I'll buy a black cat. <laughs> Let me smash up these mirrors. That'll like turn my life around. Nebraska, that's what you did. <laughs> why are you doing this? Why why do you think those games didn't count? Uh, they do count, and he has bad habits. Bad you, coaching habits. Do you feel better now with it all out? A little. Like, do we want to turn our attention to, to Bryce? Okay. Okay. So he wasn't on the field this week, but he did show up all over our yeah, television. Yeah, I, I texted you because I saw him in a uh, Heisman House commercial. Yeah, um, and he was in, I guess, both of the new Heisman House commercials, but only one is like... One, one clearly, Only one he was involved in the storyline. Right, like it was one where it was like, well, we're filming sort both of. of these this days, these uh, this day. Would you mind walking through the shot in this second? Right. Uh, so you got to have him in the background. I absolutely. Get it. Absolutely. Uh, so we have uh, other older Heisman winners mocking him as he is doing yard work. Uh, I will Which I get you, is like an initiation ritual. Sure. But I didn't need to see my quarterback, my my no offense, my smaller quarterback. Agreed pulling bags of mulch out of a truck. So you need to see that. Here's a question for you. I, I just <laughs> thought about this as you said that, like framing it in the idea of it's a initiation ritual. Right, or so, like making the, the freshmen get all yeah. the, do all the work. I understand. So, so Caleb Williams was in the commercials this year. Now that there's NIL, the actual reigning Heisman winner, if he's still in school, right. can be in the commercial. Why right? didn't he do it? I wonder if there are certain limitations. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Caleb Williams has a smart enough team to go. Oh no, you're not going to frame him as being bossed around by everybody. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> either way, Bryce, you know what? Have love yourself. Choose you. Agreed. Okay, so he. It's fine. I know he did it as a joke, but did you do you remember his Dr Pepper commercials last year? Not really, for some reason, but if you tell me, I might. So it is, uh, it's the family with the the dad that hates his son because his son likes lacrosse. You're, you're familiar with the, uh, with the flavor, what is it? Not Flavortown. With the, uh, oh, yes. Fansville universe. Fansville, of yeah. course. And, and some pop-off uh, fanfic universes. Yes, That's right. Okay. So the father that hates his son because he likes lacrosse and I believe goes to Coastal U. Um, they adopt Bryce Young as their new son. Mm -hmm. And the original son comes back and, you know, they're talking about how much they love Bryce and they've given Bryce his room and everybody's laughing and the son has this horrible look on his face and they just cut to a very tight close up of Bryce and he looks evil and says, <laughs> they're my family now, CJ. It's like Bryce has some acting chops to it. Yeah, because <laughs> to look evil, he looks like sweetly evil, right. I think, <laughs> which is almost worse because you're like, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, again, look, you said it earlier, your your smallish quarterback, my sweet tiny prince, as I uh, like to call her, like he he's got some uh, deviousness up in. Are the Bojangles commercials out yet? I feel like I've seen one, but I'm not positive because I can't find it. I feel online. like I haven't seen it yet either. No, that will be one of those things. Look, I understand that every North Carolina athlete of. We'll have stature. to do a Jake DeLome comparison as soon as they are, though. Okay, so not only I'm glad you brought up Jake DeLome because he is the first one I remember doing this. Like, I know they're all going to be required to, I don't know, catch a, a, a white burglar in a CPI commercial at some point. <laughs> like, please, please, Bryce, please don't do CPI or North Carolina lottery commercials. You are better than that. I mean, yeah, probably, but. I could see him doing it. Oh, he's going. He's going to right. Yeah. Like he's not. He's not Cam in that. Cam, I think, Cam right out of the gate. No, Cam yeah. chose. He was like, I'm choosing what say, I'm doing. Cam seemed to know his brand value in a way that even other stars on yeah. his team. Some people, I feel like, go for qu quantity, right, as opposed to quality. At least for yeah. them, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah. Luke Keekley, maybe. Yeah. A little bit of that, which is fine. I get it. It's just probably easier to say yes to her. <laughs> asking you and take the money. Like, I mean, kudos to you. But Cam was basically like, no, I'm only going to do very few of these. Yeah. McCaffrey is the only person not named Russell Wilson. I can remember on purpose being in a Microsoft Surface commercial. Yeah. And oh, that's like, a good point. I didn't even think about that. Come on, guy. I, I get that they are an official I mean, partner to be of the fair, NFL. To be fair, Christian has a, has a commercial face. He does. He's a very handsome young man. I won't. I won't lie and say that I wasn't a little happy when he was drafted because of that. <laughs> because there's always very a very handsome face. Right. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> no, no, that's listen. All I can do is pivot from here. Uh, Fair. The all right. So odds are out with the with I guess technically we're in week one. Right. So odds are out everywhere for can team X make the playoffs. Okay. Right? And I, I know this is in part a product of the NFC South because it is it is bad. Right, all around. One hundred percent. Um, I find it very interesting that the Panthers, though, almost universally, no matter what book you look at, are like considered number three in this division. Uh, at uh, at BetMGM, they behind are behind the Falcons, behind the Falcons and the Saints. Yeah, huh? Agreed, huh? Because if you think the Falcons are the number two team in this division, couldn't you make the same argument for the Buccaneers? And I wouldn't no. make that. I wouldn't even begin to make that argument for the Buccaneers. I like that's have, that's how I think absurd the Falcons pick is. is what I I'm think saying. the Buccan right. I I think the Buccaneers have more like obvious holes to fill, for and sure. some very important ones that'll be yeah. hard to. But and their defense is still pretty solid, though. The, I think their defense is still solid. I think they have a good you enough have a receiving core, though. Yeah, and you have Sam Darnold. No, we have uh, Baker Mayfield. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. Someone has Sam Darnold willingly, uh, and I is, don't get he's it. He's the backup in San Francisco now, right? Just, I, isn't that why? Yeah, he's the backup. Like, that's why they traded Trey uh, Lance. I mean. Because Sam Darnold outplayed Trey Lance in, uh, in trading camp. Sure. Um, I guess so. Yeah. No one believes that. I, you know, it's it's going to be really hard to get the Wii stuff out of my system with the Buccaneers. I know. I, I am trying well, to you, get are, off that. Oh, I was going to say, are you abandoning them now? Oh, yeah. Now that Tom Brady's gone? No, no. I, I actually, even before Tom Brady showed up, was on the road to abandoning them. And then it oh. became like, this isn't a waste of my time to watch this team yeah, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, I get it. You know, I've had those moments with the yeah. Panthers as well. And I think Falcons fans have a lot, too. I think we all have that in common in the NFC South. Really, all of the teams have right. had, have their fans have had moments where they go, literally, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. I know Falcons fans that have stepped away. Yeah. Because they can't do this to themselves intentionally anymore. They are the one team that when they bring up, like, you know, when I bring up woe is me and whatever, uh -huh. and if, if a Falcons fan comes up and goes, hi, I go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, no, you're you got right. me. I'm sorry. Uh, the No, I mean, look, the NFC South is built on markets where I think we are mostly, at least we all grew up on college sports. So even, you know, my Buccaneers connection dwindled as more and more Bama players started making it regularly into starting positions yeah. in the NFL. And so it's going to be very easy when those teams play this year for me to root for the Panthers over the Buccaneers. It's just for years, I have said we. Uh, and so that is hard to get out of my system. But plus 170 uh, odds for the Panthers to make the playoffs, according to bet MGM. For people that don't know, that means you would win $1.70 if you bet a dollar on this team. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. That's I think that's a big way of Vegas saying I have no idea. Yeah, it does feel like there's a whole lot of I have no Which, idea in this fair. division. Uh, I, I also wonder why we hang on to the saints as a favorite in this division. Like I think clearly I they seem the most complete, but they're not complete. Yeah. I think that's just, 
you have to try to trust somebody and yeah. they, they seem like the likeliest to trust. Yeah. Um, which is wild considering where the, where that franchise was like 30 years ago, but whatever, it's fine. Like good for them. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. listen, you're talking to someone that grew up on the Gulf coast going lie. to games regularly with people with bags on their heads. I can't lie. It's not, I, it may be good for them, but I don't enjoy it. No, so I, I can't stand I'm being it. disingenuous when I've, I say good for them. I've the only time it was okay to feel good for the saints was that first game after hurricane Katrina. After that, their fan base are just garbage people. I just don't, yeah, whatever. I don't care for a lot of things about the franchise, but a lot of it's new too. So, yeah. you know, maybe I can learn to hate them in a whole new way. And I'm looking forward to that. How wide open, before you even saw anybody take a snap, just looking at rosters, how wide open did you believe the division was? Oh, completely. Okay, so did that change at all coming out of the preseason? Does does your feelings about the Panthers' ability to compete change at in all? In that division? Absolutely not. Yeah. No, I mean, they did <laughs> most of their wins last year came in that division. <laughs> okay. That's right. Like literally more like, what was it? More than half. I think it was, I can't remember like what the number was, but I do remember that if they both finished eight and nine, they would have had the tiebreaker over the Buccaneers <laughs> for that reason. I was so annoyed by that. I'm like, no, don't get to the playoffs. You're going to cut yourself more draft picks. Stop it. Do you know in December, I filled in for Jillio a couple times on the radio and I was making this point to Joe and he was like, no, that's ridiculous. You want to make the playoffs. I was like, no, do you? Not with that coach. You don't. Right. I am so I thank God every day that they didn't make the playoffs because I might still be dealing with him. Steve they Wilch, you mean? Oh, well, no, no, not, not. I forgot about Matt Rule got fired <laughs> before that. I don't know why I was rolling. Forget it. No, I would have loved for them to have we'll kept. Fix it in that post. was the only benefit to me of the actual run was, would have been that if they would have given Steve Wilkes the job, but I was convinced that no matter what Steve Wilkes did, they were never going to give him that job. So that's why it didn't matter as much to me, but I did enjoy watching them win games for the first time in a long time. Yeah. See, I, from the outside looking in, not being a Panthers fan, I, I was watching all of you online that really wanted Steve Wilkes and thank you. We like yourself. him very much. I, I, still I get do. it, but he's not a good coach. He's fine on the defensive side. He's, oh, been, he's been great side, for absolutely. us. No, I hear you. I mean, in that moment though, can you see what an upgrade it looked like? Yes, 100%. 100%. But I, I just felt <laughs> we were, like... We were coming from way down. I just kind of felt like, what is your goal long-term? Is it double-digit wins or is it 500 and maybe you have the tiebreaker for the playoffs? Because that seemed like the ceiling with Steve Wilkes. I me. think some people maybe even thought, like, let's give Wilkes a shot for a year or two and see mm. what happens and then let's move on to whoever the <laughs> next you, guy is. Because you know how much he appreciated Arizona doing that. I, well, that's the thing, too. <laughs> like, it would have just been... It wouldn't have been a real opportunity for yeah. him and so at the end of the day that's why i'm glad they like let him move on or whatever because if he'd stuck or i thought he was going to stick around here again and i was like bless you yeah um but he's been that's like who's the guy so speaking of, of yeah matt rule who's the guy on the nebraska staff that did that through multiple coaches he was the interim last year it, like i think finally he oh. left but it was a, a guy that had played at nebraska i think also a, an african-american bad that was like all right at some point like we've got to stop abusing this guy's trust in this, <laughs> this franchise or this uh, program. In this and Matt Rule, I guess too. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah, also it's fair. just yeah. I mean, I, I think at that point it was, and we all like Steve Wilkes, so it was nice right. to see him win. You know, and it was nice to see those guys get to feel good because mm. so much of their experience the last few years had been absolutely miserable. Yeah. So speaking of Wilkes and the. Um, uh, foundation that they had on defense coming into this year. Mm -hmm. If there is any shot that the Panthers are going to emerge, how much of it will be because of defense? I, I think we're going to like, we, we obviously mostly talked about offense on this podcast because mm -hmm. it is a Bryce Young podcast, but I will tell you that 
defensively, I have had concerns based on what I've seen in the preseason. Tell me more. Um, I just think they've been pretty bad mm -hmm. in general defensively. Like I think the offense did enough to win that to win their last preseason game, but the defense is not good. I know the Lions offense is pretty decent, but like, I don't think we saw them play well in any of the games yeah. at all. And I don't love that heading into week one where the, I'm sure I'm not the only Panthers fan who feels this way, but will the fact, will the Falcons find some offense against the Panthers <laughs> between some couch cushions? Yeah, they might. Absolutely. They will. Listen, so the my defense fantasy has team to be ready. is trusting they will. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I took Pichon. Okay. But, you know, I mean, I, do I think, am I confident at all that the Panthers will win that game? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, just based more on history than anything else, especially because it's in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, if it were in Charlotte, I would feel a little differently. But I'm worried about that defense. Like, we just haven't seen them play well. Maybe when they get some of those guys back that weren't playing for, you know, not necessarily health like mm -hmm. completely health reasons. It was like, if it, this were a real game would have played kind of thing when they get those guys back. Like, I don't think Brian Burns played in the preseason, right? You know, when they get those guys back, I think JC Horn seemed to be on like the same sort of schedule that Bryce was like, he got a few steps and then they got him out of there pretty quickly. Well, he might get hurt. Yeah. Very and they have a couple guys like that, like it, Dante Jackson as well as like yeah. that. And that's, you know, I, I'm not trying to like, I obviously worry about them when they get hurt and everything. And it's unfortunate and they don't want to get hurt. Right. But that's kind of where we are with those guys. It's you, you can't always count on them to stay healthy. It's just is what it is. I, I always look at their, I guess you would call them their biggest stars on defense, Burns, uh, Horn, Brown, where Frankie Louvu, my, my heart and soul. <laughs> I, I feel like right now you've got a lot of solid bees. And which, I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, which is fine. I just, I wonder yeah. like, are we already at the ceiling for some of these guys? Cause I keep hearing, right. that, Oh, give Brian Burns one more year. And it feels like we've said that for three years now. Yeah. It does feel like we're waiting for something like for him to take, like he's been very good for a while right. now. Does he take the step to great? Like one of the league's greats. I think he could, mm -hmm. but you're right. We're still waiting for that. I think with yeah. him, um, does it happen? I don't know. Yeah. As we, I like him. As we, I, I do too. I like him. I like. It pains me to say this that he came from Auburn. I like Derek Brown. I do. Oh, I me, think he's a well, really talented guy. You put a D tackle in front of me. I love you. <laughs> I love. I love me some D tackles. Yeah. Yes. I. I think J.C. Horn's only sin is being in the same draft class as Patrick Sertan the second. Like, yeah, that dude is just a different level of good in the NFL right now, and J.C. is always going to be compared to him, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I, and I think not been, only same class, like one pick after, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And and really my only knock on him has has just been his ability to stay healthy for yeah. the whole season. Um, I've liked what I've seen from him when he can play. Yeah. And that's I think that's gonna be the biggest issue. They don't have a lot of depth at that position still, and their top guys get hurt a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I mean <laughs> could and, be a problem. And look, I think that there is a segment of Panthers fans, whether it is folks in Charlotte in upstate of South Carolina, you know, that 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 border region that will recognize that like JC Horn had to do everything for that South Carolina defense yeah. his last year there. Like he's capable of doing a lot more than he has shown. He just can't stay healthy. And if he can't stay healthy, like how could you ever say anything more than a B for that, that guy? That's what's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hate it for him too, obviously, but it's also like at a certain point, I'm like, okay, so what are, what are we still doing here? Yeah. Not like I want them to have success. And I'm not saying that it's just like, what are, what is the team still doing here with these guys? <laughs> what are, what's the plan? Cause we got to have some guys that can play behind them or else 
it's going to be bad. So throughout the season, I want to kind of take a look and a listen to what some of the national pundits are saying okay. about Bryce Young uh, oh and boy. the Panthers. And I thought this would be a good bridge uh, because talking about us? they really are. And you're not going to like the first clip. Uh, this is from Nick Wright uh, on FS1. Oh, on I like Nick. First things first. I do too. <laughs> but he does not seem to like the Panthers and it has nothing to do with Bryce Young. I don't always like them either. It's fine. He said that whether or not Bryce Young is good or not will not matter. He is going to get killed by a non-existent offensive line. And when he doesn't get killed, he's going to be throwing the non-existent weapons. That might be the worst offense in the league next year. It's going to be a tough opening for Bryce Young. I mean, I don't think that's an unreasonable conclusion to draw based upon. I don't think they're as bad as he said. Okay, on yes, the I was about line. to say, I was to going to fair. ask how much of this is hyperbole because I don't think they're the worst little, offense in the league. There's yeah. definitely not a lot to get excited about. Right. I mean, as you know, like not to the degree he said, but like, are those going to be the biggest issues for that offense? And could they really struggle as a result of that? Yes. Like yeah. the playmakers and the offensive line. Like, could those be a problem? Yes. Uh, but I don't think it's as dire as he made it. <laughs> I wonder, you know, because trust me, I've seen dire-er. Yeah. I mean, look, I think if you're an NFL <laughs> fan, you have seen dire-er. Was it was it last week or the week before on this podcast? We talked about the the David Carr debacle in Houston. And yeah, I I want to sort of loop back on that just because, like, look, Carr got derailed by the same issues. Wouldn't he? That was an expansion team that did not have playmakers. Mm -hmm. They did not have yeah, a the lot. Offensive like, line, but that offensive line was like a literal joke. No, for sure. I mean, listen, they took Tony Baselli with their first pick of the expansion draft, who now is a Hall of Famer, yeah. but Jacksonville was not going to bring him back. Like, clearly he was past usable at yeah. that point when they brought him in. So what is it about Bryce Young that we, I mean, like, even I got this impression from Nick's clip, like, even if he suffers those issues this year, it's not going to derail him the way it did uh, David Carr. Is it just because we have seen him never really be plussed by anything? Right. I mean, to see an Alabama team, you know, struggle with protecting a passer yeah. is certainly new to most of us. Yeah. No, so, I agree. you know, to see him kind of not really bat an eye through all of that and find a way to make plays and find a way to stay positive. Like, yeah, you, you do think that. But in the back of my mind, I know that that, David Carr thing is real like mm -hmm. that, that that I have seen it happen to quarterbacks I think yeah. you could argue Sam Darnold was dealing with some of the fallout of that as well agreed um and that's partly why he makes terrible decisions sometimes <laughs> it's just you 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 no longer can trust that you're safe on a football field and that's like a big deal yeah it's not nothing and like it's it takes a while psychologically to get into a better space I think if you're a quarterback that went through that I, I think the one thing that you don't have to worry about with Bryce and like David Carr is the comparison that we're making here, but I think you've saw this a little bit in like Jimmy Clausen where yeah. they brought in a guy who was clearly better. Right. And Clausen just suddenly believed he could not, not even he couldn't be the starter. He couldn't play the position. No. Anymore. Yeah. 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 Like, he I, played like that. I, I don't think Bryce has <laughs> that kind of confidence issue, but certainly we've For seen sure. all sorts of strange things derail Panthers quarterbacks before. <sighs> yes, we have. So don't <laughs> mess up. I mean, son. really, it's been a variety of things. Yeah, it's it's true. It has been. And this franchise, it's not like they don't have a history of playing quarterbacks through injuries that they shouldn't be playing through. Right. It's not the same per people making those decisions. But at the same time, like that 
does come up in my mind and I hope that they don't do that. And I hope that they are genuinely careful with him and treat him like the valuable commodity that he is. All right. Do you want to hear somebody that will pump you up and make you feel very good about Bryce Young? Usually just as skeptical of those people, but let's do it. All right. So this is Dan Orlovsky. I was on a uh, like grander media conference call. Um, and David Newton, our friend from ESPN that covers the Panthers, asked him what it is that he thought uh, about Bryce. What is it he has seen in the preseason that makes him feel like Bryce will succeed because we, you know, talked about this last week. Orlovsky's very high on Bryce. Yeah. Here's what Dan Orlovsky had to say. It's, it's a little bit long. So bear with me. I think two things, and you really saw it throughout the preseason. One, his um, skill to throw the balls to guys that are covered, you know, and, and throw them open with that anticipation. But then also he has anticipation and accuracy. You know, you guys have probably heard me say that. Like anybody can anticipate and anybody can be accurate. Can you do them at the same time? And I think, you know, Mina brought this up yesterday or two days ago on live and the touchdown pass to Thielen in week three, that ball's out of his hands so much sooner than Thielen's ready for it but the type of throw into trajectory. And he had to do that a lot at Bama last year. So that's, he's got some, you know, residue from that and experience through it. So I think Ew. like, that's the the big thing. Cause they don't have guys that are going to win consistently. Not that much right now. So, you know, the ability to just let the ball go and trust your, your skill and talent to judge angles and to judge speeds for guys and throw the ball to a spot that your guy's going to have a chance to go make the play on it. And then, um, Bryce is going to have to be really good at evading unblocked guys, free runners, or guys that win, you know, in their well, pass rush. And not only evading them, but making sure that they don't get free shots on him. So I think, like, that's the stuff that stands out for Bryce. You know, the quick mind, the processing. We're going to do this because we have their game week two. And and, we, I, and one of my pet peeves is when everyone's like well this guy processes really well 99.9 percent of the world has no idea what that means so you know breaking down what processing actually is you know we'll do you know and i think he he has such a great understanding like okay the play calls here you know what's what's the problem with this call like what do i got to be aware of and then all right what's what's the opportunity for this call and then oh the defense is this well what's the problem with this defense and you know what's the opportunity that the defense is showing me so it's not it's like, like he's a football scientist almost. And so I was about to say, it's not things that we haven't really heard before yeah, because yeah, yeah. the processing, I think, was what Scott Fitterer said from day one when it was, uh, you know, when they drafted him is that was the separator. I look, he, I he processes faster than the credit card machines. Oh, booyah. Is that something that was actually said? No, I just said. Oh, okay. No, that's. I mean, someone probably said it. That's the next hat. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are slow. They certainly are. Um, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of this is bias. I I want to, and do believe a lot of what Dan Orlovsky said in terms of positives. I do think it is very interesting that it's not like he didn't say the same things that Nick Wright did in the much more critical clip about the Panthers. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like he, he brought him, he's going to have to deal with unblocked people, (laughs) people who come in winning their battle at the line of scrimmage players that the Panthers were like, wait, he can rush the passer. (laughs) (laughs) Just like all fans running onto the field. Whatever. A stiff breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was like, geez. Okay. Uh, But I mean, he's not wrong about that. That's the thing. Like, and that's some of what I think 
you know, Nick Wright was getting at as well is like, you're going to have that happen. And I think one thing that does frighten me a little bit, I'll be honest, is like some of that processing we've seen that I've been impressed by too, just like Orlovsky was talking about and like throwing, throwing to covered guys. I've also been impressed with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, that's a skill, but I just like, part of me worries that like, okay, it's going to get to game speed. And all of a sudden, like NFL corners are going to be closing on stuff so much faster. Right. And like, that's going to be an adjustment well, too. And see, that's the reason that I actually felt really good coming out of the third preseason game is yeah. we saw some of that uh, elusiveness without, you know, just breaking and going like he, right. he ducked some rushers. Yes, he like bought that. himself time moving in the pocket. And I have to buddy. Yeah. 100%. I mean, look, no matter who the first pick of the draft is, no matter what they eventually become, Joe Burrow is a good, a good example. If you're the number one pick of the draft, you're not going to a good team. Right. Like period. Like you are the savior or at least you're supposed to be. And with the way quarterbacks are playing this year in college, right. like it's, it's going to be interesting because it's pretty, seems like a pretty loaded yeah. Quarterback draft coming up. Um, Lauren, the next time you and I record this show together, there will be a game to have talked about. So I'm so nervous. <laughs> I, I won't lie to you. I don't want this to be like sports radio. What's your pick? Like, I, I don't want to. I can't. I'm not picking. No, no, I don't want to do that at all. I, I do wonder, though, like, as you look at this roster, as you look at what you saw in the preseason and you consider all of this on top of the fact that you are are trusting a leader that has to learn the NFL. Does this feel like a year of improvement over last year? Or do you feel like this is like, we'll throw out this year. This year is whatever it's going to be because next year is the year that this starts counting. I'm kind of mixed because in a sense, I think that they do have a lot of the personnel that can mm -hmm. make a playoff run in this very bad division. Yeah. But there is another part of me that's like, they're not ready to make, I, mean, I yeah. know they're not ready to win a Super Bowl, So it's like, I honestly, there's probably, I just want to see, I want to see improvement over the start of last year, obviously, right. because that was a complete disaster. So the bar is very low. As long as they can show that, especially offensively, that's the big thing for me. Like mm -hmm. Frank Reich knows offense. And I know that, like, I need to see that this offense, they're going to figure out a way to put points on the board and be at least somewhat dangerous. Um, I, if I don't see that, I'm going to be very worried Yeah, <laughs> moving, moving forward. And I want to see that defense get back to looking like it was looking last year. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 we didn't see that in the preseason and I'm a little concerned that that might be a pattern Yeah, starting to emerge. And if the Falcons tear them up, we'll know, uh Oh, not good. Yeah. I mean, see, I, I look at this from the standpoint of, I think this year matters more for Bryce than it does for the Panthers, because I, I feel like, yeah, the, I could see that the Panthers don't really have, especially when it's they're not making, they're not going to a Super Bowl. They're so not like, going to a Super Bowl. But at the same time, like we talked about earlier, the division is what it is. Like you can't go into the season thinking, well, this season doesn't matter because there is a chance they could make the playoffs. Well, and I'm not always against making the playoffs, even if you have a bad record. Yeah. Like that one year, Cam and the Panthers made the playoffs. I think it was like seven, eight, and one or mm -hmm. whatever their record was. I was of the opinion that like getting Cam playoff reps is a good Agreed. thing. And he was, I think he got his first playoff win there. Agreed. Listen, last year's a really good example. I think the only time you don't want to make the playoffs is when it's clear we do not have the answer at the most important position. Exactly. On the field. I, that's, that was the only reason I was ever saying that Panthers fans who were like, why don't you want to win yeah. to me? First of all, stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop it. No, I mean, listen, it, it becomes, and Panthers fans have dealt with this, like it becomes exhausting to just root for the higher draft pick. Like, of course you want uh, the team yeah, to make no, the No, I don't want to feel this way. Yeah. No, but at the same time, like I've, I've seen it happen. I've seen them win the last game of the year with Ron Rivera right. and cost themselves 13 
draft spots with one win. Yeah. 13. Yeah. What was that? That was 18, right? Or yeah. 19. That was 19. 19. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> -uh. not okay all right uh so let's do just real quick announcements before we go into the regular season starting next week uh you will get this show every tuesday and then you will get a second show on thursdays that is going to be me talking to somebody in the media former player whatever about specifically what they've seen from bryce so far so this okay. will expand to two days a week in order to make this work, we really need, this is the begging part that I hate, but we really need you guys to like and subscribe on whatever platform it is, because yeah. that is how more people Absolutely. discover this. We have a new sponsor coming in next week in, in Graffiti, uh, the bar where we had your birthday party. I legit love that place, so yeah, me too. I'm very thrilled with this. Me too, and we're excited to be uh, partnering with them for the football season, but uh, in order to be able to keep doing this, uh, Lauren and I need more people like graffiti to buy in. And the way that happens is that you go and help us tell this story. So please like, and subscribe. If you see Lauren and I post uh, clips online, uh, re whatever post tweet, whatever we're calling it now, share it. However it may uh, re go. Re is that what it's called? I'm absolutely never in my, out of my mouth. Did you never. hear at one point someone told me that we were supposed to call them zeets as in you replace the tw with the X. I would have stared at them exactly yeah, like I'm staring at you right now. I said I will start. This is my full position. I will start calling Twitter X when I don't have to go to Twitter.com to get to it. No, don't say that. Until because that's then. what he's going to do. But how? I don't want him to take it away because <laughs> I'm still calling it Twitter and tweets. Yeah. No, I agree. That's what it should that's be. That's my called. freedom of speech, Elon. Oh, look at you, Lauren. $8 I'm a free a month, speech please. warrior. You are. That's. I don't have a joke for that, but I like that. Good. <laughs> And my opinion just happens to be that you're bad. All right. So remember, this Elon. show is free to you. Uh, yes. So do your part and spread the word.